This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Get settled in. Well, all right. Let's get cozy and comfy. Light some candles. Oh, did you start? I think this is it. <laughs> I think this is the last episode. Do I normally talk like that, Karen? <laughs> kind of presentationally. Cozy and comfy. <laughs> Do I? George, are you seducing me in your own home? <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, welcome. Hi. This is my favorite murder. Karen is taking a drink of water. <laughs> I'm Georgia. I don't know that every once in a while a hey comes hey. out. It feels like I have to do it sometimes. I like mean, I don't have a choice. Get it out of your system. Hey. 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 Bye. Bye. Um, welcome to episode 21 of the podcast that rocks you to sleep at night <laughs> and then shocks you awake <laughs> at 3 a.m. with bad feelings. And yet. You still want to be friends with it. We've become, um, we've become, we're now a sleep helping podcast. We're mm-hmm. like the podcast sleep with me that I'm obsessed with, mm-hmm. except we'll make you stay awake all night. That's right. So it's for people who don't want to fall asleep ever again. Uh, are you a, a night shift security guard? Yeah. You might want to listen to this podcast. Do you have manic depression and you're just going to be up all night anyways? Then jump on board. <laughs> do you, uh, are you, do you have a colicky baby? Are you a murderer? Uh, a serial killer? <laughs> are you um, a burglar? A burglar? Do, yeah. Are you a cat burglar? Are you a cat burglar? Let us sneak along the rooftops with you. <laughs> We'd love to. Let's do it. Goodbye. <laughs> I worked um, today, as all, most Americans did. Not me. <laughs> Wait, but you did do something. Uh, no. Really? Were I, you in that outfit all day? Not this one. This is actually cuter than what I was wearing all day. And this is a fucking house dress. Georgia has a house dress on that uh, looks like something from Bewitched, mm-hmm. but hotter. It's like a key party, like a casual key party outfit. It's like a tomato red with gold brocade <laughs> sleeveless mini yeah. house dress. Yeah. I mean, they don't make them like that anymore. Karen, I'm trying to seduce you. Girl. You were correct. Girl, it's working. <laughs> uh, I don't need a house dress. Um, yeah, I just so you need work- murder stories. Yay. That's the sad truth That's of it. That's all that, yeah. Have you, I, I'm trying to think of like, have I ever been to a party or a situation where a guy has talked about this topic we love so much, oh. kind of brought it up themselves. Like you've bonded, you've been like, I got. I had the best conversation with this guy last night. Right, like across a crowded room. Up. Yeah, gosh, gosh. I don't think so. I don't either. What is happening over there? Kev's I, just playing with the. There's a kitten in the room. Everyone should know this. George is upping the cat uh, factor 
I one thousand with a cat, a kitten named Kevin. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> and he's being very loud right now, but he's so cute. He's super. Um, he looks. Georgia won't admit that she bought a purebred cat. I did not buy a purebred. <laughs> I did not buy. Adopt, don't shop. God yeah. damn it. Uh, sh- this cat looks so purebred, though. He it's is. weird. He's a Lynx Point Siamese. He's purebred. However, he was found, I don't know, in a, let's say in a dumpster. Let's say in a tiny cat-sized dumpster. In a oh. tiny cat-sized dumpster. He was <gasps> bottle-fed. He was bottle-fed by a raccoon. He, someone, someone, a cat burglar stole him from a purebred breeding place oh. and is now... Adopting them out. And then a family of frogs that wear vests raised oh him down by oh a pond. Stop it. That's so cute. <laughs> the mom accepted them as her baby. Yep. <laughs> and Kevin read on, wrote on the mom frog's back uh, until they were like, this hurts. I got to get yeah. rid of this There's cat. George's house. Let's drop him off. <laughs> toot toot. And Here they, we are. They put the road, their lily pad right up. Am I are we both high? <laughs> are we both? Neither of us got high before this. This is just, this is adding to the dream, po- the sleep podcast. Oh, that's right. Meandering doing. stories, meandering stories. We're gonna add. We're gonna try to add along with all the horrible visuals that we feed straight straight into your brain. We're also adding some fun toad in a vest visuals. Yeah, some like um, some like acid visuals. Some fucking. Let's say you're on peyote. Have you ever done peyote? Is <laughs> no, that a thing people God. do? Oh, God. <laughs> I've never been offered peyote in my life. I don't. Don't you have to go to the Andes or something yeah. to get that shit? Sure. Or ayahuasca. Be friends with Duncan Trussell or something. <laughs> I am friends with them. Oh, I am. I <laughs> name drop. <laughs> Sorry if you can't handle it. <laughs> Are you? Are you? Uh, yeah. What do we got? Any housekeeping? Man, we got a shitty shooting story. Oh, Do we talk about that? Are we just going to be like every week we talk about what's in the news? I mean, seriously, it's it's such a bummer. I mean, the, this one too is like such a huge one that I don't. I didn't process it when I first heard it. I was like, oh yeah, 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 mass shooting. And then as it progresses, and I look at social media and everything, it's so awful. I feel like it's one of those serious watermark things where yeah. people. It's like. When are we going to do something? Well, one would hope, but why wouldn't Sandy Hook be that? Those are True. those were like five year old children that got I know. gunned down. It's so rough, you know. Not that gay people are any, but it's just this. Just it's why when wouldn't it stop? that have been? It? Yes, I I got shamed on social media. Why? <sighs> okay, I don't want to be like on I, this topic. Yeah, I want to be. I want to take. Uh, responsibility for my actions and not say this is stupid i and say that maybe i did something wrong Mm -hmm. so i posted something about like guns don't kill people people with mental illness who are have access Uh, to guns oh dude and i got all these responses that were like please don't you need to not say homophobia as a mental illness it was all in the point that i said that guy has a mental illness which i think when you fucking gun down a hundred people in a nightclub, you probably have some sort of mental illness, but they were saying that I was calling homophobia a mental illness. Right. And so people with things like clinical depression are like, don't fucking put that guy in my group. I have clinical depression and he can be in our group. Well, I mean, yeah, but I feel like people these days, no, they weren't saying that they they were saying that homophobia isn't a mental illness. Like his eyes were wide open. He knew exactly what he was doing. But I don't think you can kill people without having some sort of mental illness. I feel like these days there's certain words you just can't even say without 
I mean, you can say them all you want, but just know you're going to get 50 at replies from people who are either wildly unreasonable yeah. or coming from a direction that they are not taking into account. They want to parse words with you. It's just hard because I know I wish people, those people knew me and that I am completely, I am so not homophobic and, and you know, and I was just trying to be supportive and saying how awful it is that we don't have any gun control right and just and i'm disgusted by it but instead it just seemed like i was like that i was doing something wrong by saying those things felt really shitty i mean people love to tell you you're wrong not you specifically but people love to tell each other they're wrong mom (laughs) mom it's really into that um yeah but but I think that that's some, especially in those times where people, I think when people are in grief or in panic yeah. or in serious fear, they just start reacting and like, and answering and, and trying to police other people because they don't have any control over the way the world works. Yeah. And it just, just turns into like real, every nobody's saying the right thing and you can't say that yeah. and this is how you grieve and this is how you express yourself and these are the rules and the rules and the rules and the rules. And it's like, that's fine except for... You're going after the wrong people. Well, exactly. But also, just like you said, they don't know you. So they're assuming... I've done that a bunch of times where I've tweeted something that then I'm like, oh, this might be a buzzword or this might be sensitive. And no matter what people write back to me, I am the first thing I assume is that they're against me. Me too. And so then I have to read it twice to be like, oh, no, they're making a joke along with me. Right. I mean, I don't know. It's not the best place. Social media isn't, uh, we all pretend like it's a resort yeah. and it's actually, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's like a weird hobo camp. Uh, am I allowed to say hobo? Oh, camp. Uh, <laughs> it's like crazy hobo camp where everyone's drinking moonshine. <laughs> and so there's a lot of big reactions and there's a lot uh, of, uh, po- I just don't want potatoes to be a person and aluminum like, foil. I didn't say the wrong thing. You misconstrued my, you know, cause I don't, I know. that's like such a shitty thing to do. Yeah. I, just I, let them have it. Like th- there's, yeah. you just let them have it. Yeah. I deleted, I deleted what I said. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's not, <laughs> I don't know. It's all uh, shit. There's no, there's no way to do it right. And especially when people are like, when people are up in arms, it starts to feel good to be up in arms. I, not, not in this case specifically, but I feel like, you know, public shaming and the, sh- yeah. the shaming thing, it starts to feel like, no, you need to hear something about how this really is. It's because people are scared and that's like, it's such a terrible threat. Like a guy murdered people because he it's saw insane. two guys kissing. It's almost... To, I see it in a way where it's like um, people who are really into these in, these like let's say you're in an indie band and you love them and then they get big and you're like you didn't you don't get to claim them it's like almost like you don't get to say that this person is insane because they're homophobic that's my thing and how dare you try to empathize right yeah you're empathizing wrong is what you're being told right but that's also you have to remember that there's people that don't that are not on Twitter because they appreciate a turn of phrase right. or a, you were basically doing a satire of that old right. saying. And Which I shouldn't have. It's corny anyways. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I was being emotional. Let's be what honest. What if in the middle of this whole thing, I'm like, that was hacky, Georgia. Because <laughs> I don't think, I the don't agree. The reason they were pissed at you was because you were being a fucking hack. <laughs> no, I just think, yeah, I think people love to be able to be like other, other, other in that yeah. in those situations. Well, I didn't mean to offend anyone, and I am completely supportive of 
mostly everyone. Also, if you're on Twitter and you find yourself at replying and correcting people's grammar, yeah. wording or behavior, you might want to just go take, just have a nice tall glass of water and just stand in the kitchen for 20 minutes. I just took a sip of water. Was that directed at me? You know what? I use everything around me like a great improviser. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> The only the only correction of grammar that I've ever appreciated was some woman some woman wrote to the National Spelling Bee tweeted at them and said like something about like uh, they have this like this couch that when you lose you can go ha- talk to a therapist on the mm-hmm. National Spelling Bee mm-hmm. and this woman was like can we stop coddling the kids and uh when they lose, just like let them fucking lose and like learn a lesson. But she had written written loose, ah. and so the national spelling bee just wrote at reply and wrote lose. It spelled it correctly, <laughs> which was God bless, amazing. Uh, my favorite thing like that that happened recently is they were talking about somebody wrote an article on think it was on Huffington Post about how inappropriate it was for the Jimmy Kimmel show to ask Megan Fox. Uh, something about her pregnancy hmm. and Jimmy Kimmel it was his Twitter um, account wrote back uh, Megan actually approved all of the questions that we asked her before the show so go fuck yourself <laughs> and I retweeted it a ton of people I know yeah. retweet, where it's like yeah actually in television yeah all of those things are pre-agreed there is no one that okay. blindsides people on shows like that. That's why That's I not can't how watch they work. those shows is because I am so... Every, so did, was that right that you went skiing recently? <laughs> I did. You know, it's funny that What's you mentioned funny? that. Is So we were up in Whistler. <laughs> it's. I, I mean, it's as I fake as can be. Fuck, I like. I make me so uncomfortable Dude, watching those things. It was my life. Oh, oh, you did that. All My sister says, you are the worst person to watch to me that I'm the worst yeah. person to watch TV with. Because... It's been ruined for me so bad yeah. that I love ruining TV for yeah. my sister. That I'm always fake. like, that was all fake. Do you see that right there? That's an edit. That must be from something else because yeah. that, that lighting changed or whatever. Where she's like, why would you? I'm sorry it was yeah. ruined for you. Why do you ruin it for me? Because <laughs> it was like, fun. Because it was ruined for me. Because I can barely enjoy anything. Oh my God. Me neither. Uh, hi. Um, yes. Award shows too. I can't deal with speeches mm-hmm. and like people, like presenters and like them saying <sighs> words wrong. In, unable to read off a teleprompter uh-huh. when it's like this is your job and like clearly they hate the person they're presenting with <laughs> and then the person who wins is like such a fucking narcissist yeah well i think that's what's happening in the whole room almost every time mm, here's the thing it all makes me sick to my stomach Fuck it all is everything. like if you say you were an accountant all day you were no. just like adding figures adding figures yeah that'd be like if you then came home and you're like do you want to watch the adding figures awards <laughs> no i fucking don't want to watch that because this is all fucking is all but smoking mirrors dog and pony i want to watch the ad figures awards <laughs> Because that sounds fun. I bet those guys are hot. I bet you could make some mad like snack puns on for adding figures, you know, like you could do the you could absolutely do that old joke of uh, why was six afraid of seven, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> that is so stupid. It is the best joke ever written because seven, eight, seven, nine, eight, ladies nine, and gentlemen, your next this I mean, next presenter. I was doing. I was being the host that was but going you know when, from like, that rad joke. People have parties for um, award shows, and they like have snacks, but the snacks need to be called like whatever, like the, the pun on the movie. Oh yes, yeah. So like some kind of math, math. <laughs> the pun. numbers version of that. Yes, for food. Like it's. I would if it was my house. I would put out a 
bowl of like salted peanuts and I'd be like 1,240 peanuts. <laughs> that's all I can think that's of. That's why you're the fucking writer in this room. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of the snacks that you put out for our legendary um, Academy Awards party that we had some, me and you and Lizzie. Oh, that was uh, fun. Devil, had, what would deviled eggs be called? Um, wait, for the accounting awards? Yeah. Devil dates. <laughs> Double egg, I can only devil eggs squared. All my jokes and are basically. They were square. What if they were square? They were squared. Devil eggs squared. If the eggs themselves were yeah, squared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are we going to have this party? Devil seven eight nines. <laughs> I would have. A, I would watch these things with you and and Lizzie Cooperman, our friend. And Hell like, yeah! People who have who hate everything. Right. And, want life to fuck off it has to be with people that are like-minded because i've been at ones where i want to make jokes and then people are like i'm keeping score excuse me i'm keeping score um excuse me uh no fuck you i uh i was was at a wedding over the weekend and then like a couple of us went back to this airbnb and we're drinking and stuff and i was screaming (laughs) at a show I was yelling at, there was a documentary about like some, some gay actor in the 50s named Tad something. Tab, Tab Hunter? Yeah. And uh-huh. I was yelling about how it was all fake and all made up and they <laughs> were using modern day clips and making them look old. <laughs> Why? None of it was true. Because I got real mad. I don't know. Because it looked fake. <laughs> some fucking psychopath. <laughs> Were people like, can I just watch this document? Wait, if you were at a party, why were you watching a documentary? It wasn't a party anymore. It was just oh. me and like three of my closest friends. Got it. So it was like, they know, they've seen me at my worst. <laughs> you, if you can't appreciate me at my worst, you can't appreciate hang out with me at my, at my worst. worst. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't appreciate me at my worst, then you can't come to the accounting awards with right. me. <laughs> because seven, eight, sorry, there's a red carpet there. There's a step and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. <laughs> That was funny. <laughs> I think I'm. Uh, there must be a residual high. There simply must be. <laughs> oh, you just outed Vince so hard. Oh, sorry. Someone got high in this house. Edit. It wasn't us. It wasn't it us. Literally wasn't us. But we sure are enjoying the worst jokes of all time yeah. right now. Yep. Um, is there an awards ceremony coming up that we can enjoy together? We missed the Tonys yesterday. Uh, I can't watch those. Why would you? Uh, honestly. When I watch people singing at that caliber, and I'm not being sarcastic, it makes me immediately start crying. (gasps) Immediately. And then I can't, like, wipe. It's just a weird reaction where I, like, kind of wish that was me. The beauty of it. It's it's an amazing ability that very, very, very few people can do. And it's not... People think it's like, oh, American Idol. Yeah, you, what do you, you sing? No, 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 no. But that's like that kind of singing and the way those people, like the level of performance that those people are able to give, that's like borderline opera singing. Sure. Like, did you see Jennifer Hudson singing Purple Rain with the, with the cast of the color purple when Prince died? No. Like, watch the I video. Watch it's stuff. somebody took it like from the back of the room. Oh. It's that kind of thing where you're like, this is, this is. I feel that way when I see you sing. Stop it. Because. I can't, you just don't even want to know what my voice sounds like. It's like, it sound, it's like a cat screaming and vocal fry at the same time. It's so bad. And you have this like cute riot girl voice. And I'm like, why can't, why, why can't, why did I do math instead of learn to sing when I was 13? that's my opera <laughs> that couldn't there couldn't be a bigger compliment i mean 
this is a murder podcast this by the is way. this is off topic <laughs> is it but also you know what this happened to me the other day at work someone goes oh my god you have to see this did you see jenna dewan tatum did, on on the lip sync show she did channing tatum's routine from magic mike <gasps> Like as her lip sync. Cool. I hear it's amazing. We I watched two things and I was like, oh, I get why this is a hit. Did you see what's his cute name doing Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation? No. What's his adorable name? Something something something. Uh, Jorson Gordon. Matt McCarthy. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes, I guess right. Yes. (laughs) Matt McCarthy has a joke of when he just sings Jorson Gordon. Love it. It's him doing Rhythm Nation as Janet Jackson. Oh my! I have to watch that. It's gorgeous. Jenna Dewan Tatum okay. did her husband's routine from Magic Mike. We are standing in the writer's room. I'm standing behind, you know, like, it's not like anyone's facing me. So we're all facing the screen. Yeah. And I started crying because it was <gasps> such awesome dancing. Oh, dancing is the best. It's so amazing. And she did. And also they kept cutting to Channing Tatum, who didn't know that's crying. what she was going to do. And he was freaking out. He was like dying. And then she pulled him into the routine. <gasps> but like the acrobatics and the the accuracy oh, and she incredible. is such a good dancer and she has like an eight pack like her stomach is not so it was just it was like so superior and i just literally was just kept wiping and thank god no one noticed but i was fully crying your body could do those things i mean i, I still think mine can and i think I mine can, can too. barely like touch the floor when i bend over i make the loudest groaning sound when i get off the couch every time but i watch that and go i could just give me we a could do that we could do that we should do a dance routine at the la pod fest <laughs> you what if we did michael jackson's thriller oh my god because it's about death you're watching me right now we could totally do it guys you have to be there september do you know what day it is 11th no i don't know september 11th i hope you guys don't forget uh, we'll be there. <laughs> I once taught my, I once did a show. Actually, Matt McCarthy's wife, Glennis McCarthy, has this amazing show um, that where you do this like it's called Dream Role, and you yeah. do this. You get to perform whatever role you've always wanted to perform. And so I wanted to do Dirty Dancing, Jennifer, the Jennifer Grey, the Last Dance. Taught it to myself and did it alone <laughs> on the stage. I love it. Did people go batshit bananas? No, they laughed at me. It was fun. Well, I mean, our, but that's part of it, right? Yeah, but I really put my all into it. So wait, were you, but you were Jennifer Grey, but by yourself? Yep, dancing with Patrick Swayze, who wasn't there. <laughs> That's awesome. It's on my Instagram somewhere. Uh, LA Podfest is September 23rd, 24th, 25th. We have had people ask us what day. Yeah. But we haven't been told what day. We should do every day, probably. Um, yeah, I don't know how it actually works. Yeah, I don't either. But I think if you go onto the website, which is LA Podfest. Uh, they're on event, like the tickets are on Eventbrite. But if you put in LA Podfest 2016, you can get all the information. And hopefully the us. schedule is up or will be up soon. Come watch our choreographed dance. Come watch. I will be dressed like a werewolf, and Georgia will be dressed like that girl that he goes to the movies with. I'm scared the whole time. I'm just going, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm running away from you the whole time. We should both wear the yellow eyes. Yeah. We should both be Michael Jackson, probably. Let's do double Michael Jackson because okay. that's probably what he wanted. I'm sure that's what he wanted. I mean, he would have we could it. also do the way you make me feel, which is where he just follows that girl down the alley. Oh, yeah. And sings at her. Yep. And she's like, I don't even care that you're about to rape me. And just like, she should be pepper spraying him. Yeah. And there's like a car on fire. Right. And it couldn't be more dangerous. And then he's yeah. like, I'm, 
I think you're great. I'm going to sing in your ear down this alley. Yeah, I'm great. Leave me alone. You're going to have to come to the LA PodFest to see what dance we do. Yeah, we'll reveal it at the Uh PodFest only. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ticket holders. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs oh my god yes karen and then all i want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day well you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world for years they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware some of tom colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in maiden whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with your meals will benefit from the quality of made in products like their carbon steel cookware it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame it's the mvp of summer cookouts and cook-ins what i really love about made in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a memorial day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw say a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom it's strong enough durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye what other housekeeping any housekeeping um my my this is my favorite murder (laughs) Uh (laughs) uh-oh That's it. I think you're first this week. I am first. Skippers, it's time to cut back in. Hey, ready? And stop skipping now. (laughs) Now. All right. So two things made me want to do this murder, my favorite murder this week. One of which was I finished an audiobook called uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin. Oh. Which was a book about, it, it was a book written, fictional book written by the mother of a kid who had done a school shooting mm-hmm. and it was the, the letter to it was the whole all the letters were to the father and it was like how they raise this kid and what happened and why he became who he became mm. 
And it was a really good book. And I just finished that. Okay. And then on Sunday morning, the fucking Orlando shootings happened. Yep. And it was, it's horrific and awful and disgusting. And so I kind of had was looking at the Facebook page and found this information that I had never known about before that I wanted to talk about. Um, the Cleveland Elementary School shooting. Uh-oh. Do you know this one? No. Okay. It took place on January 29th, 1979 in Whoa. San Diego, California. Shots were fired at a public elementary school and the person who was doing the shooting lived in a house across the street from the school and her name was Brenda Spencer. She was 16 years old. Holy shit, Brenda. Yep, there is the fucking... Wait, can I ask a question? Is this I don't like Monday? I don't like Monday. I'm sorry. The boomtown rants. Yes. Is that sorry? It's okay. It's I was just so proud. It's my favorite. That's okay. So I the, do, but I don't know the story. I only know that a girl did it and a girl said it. Okay. So Brenda Spencer, she lived in a house across the street from the school, and she would become known as the mother of schoolyard massacres, such Ooh. as Columbine. And she was like the first school shooter. So on the morning of January 29th, 1979, she began shooting from her home at children who were waiting outside Cleveland Elementary School, which was uh, across the street from her house. The first person that she killed was the principal, Burton Rag, and he was uh, opening the gates to the school. 53 years old, ran outside to help the victims and help get rid of the children and move them inside. And he got uh, he got shot in the chest. And then Michael uh, Shu, I want to say Shuchar, S U C H A R, Shuchar, or Shooter, Shuer. With 56, he was a school custodian. Rushed out to help the dying principal, and he was shot. So those were the two fatalities, but uh, eight children were injured. So then the San Diego police officer, Robert Robb, was the first to arrive at the scene and he got a bullet in his neck. Whoa. And I've heard conflicting, I read conflicting stories that he, someone moved, commandeered a garbage truck and drove it in front of the school because they could tell where the sniper was. And I heard it was this officer who got shot in the neck, but others are saying he just arrived and got shot in the neck. So mm. I don't, I'm not sure, but I don't want to not give him credit if that's the case. So that's after- so smart. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, what a quick action to take that you just block the shooter. Yeah, I would have never thought of that. And putting yourself in harm's way like that. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Whoever thought of it. Yeah. High five. How pissed off was she when that happened? Yeah. It's like the best move. Yeah. So after firing 30 rounds of ammunition, she, uh, Spencer barricaded herself inside her home for like, it was like six hours. So then on a hunch, a reporter from the local paper called the phone number that was uh, associated with the address and a young girl answered. It was Barbara. The reporter asked if she knew where the shots were coming from and she said her address and the reporter pointed that out. She said, yeah, who do you think's doing the shooting? And the next question was why? And she said, I don't like Mondays. This livens up the day. Oh. I weirdly have chills right now. Chills. Because um, also, sorry, but 16 yeah. is, it's such a rough age anyway. And that answer is so sad. It's, it's someone that gave up. Like, it's someone it's, that, yeah, doesn't understand this, the levity of what they're doing. Is that the right word? It's the opposite, but I understand what you mean. Gravity of what you're gravity. doing. Gravity. Yeah, yeah. 
of what they're doing. <laughs> that would have sounded so much better if I had gotten that word right. <laughs> this is what we're about, not sounding good. My favorite murder. Uh, um, uh, she spoke with police negotiators who were telling... Um, that telling them that she had shot the, sh- um, telling those she had, sh- they had made easy targets and that's why she shot them, which is so fucking creepy. And she was going to come out shooting, but ultimately she surrendered. Um, and the police found beer and whiskey bottles around the house, but she didn't appear to be intoxicated. Oh, so this is probably not the greatest home life. Right. Perhaps. Right. Well, 14 years into her sentence, she gave a TV interview, which she said that she was high on whiskey, angel dust, and pot. What? Hold on. That's not, that combination is insane. But here's the thing is that at the time of her arrest, her toxicology reports came back clean. So is she lying? Either she's lying or the toxicology reports were incorrect. And keep in mind, this, she's saying these things at a parole hearing. So it wouldn't get her anything to lie. No, it would. It would get her out. I mean, I, you would think that if she was oh high, oh like it would that's be okay. her excuse. Yeah. Okay. But however, there but there were those bottles around the house because her dad was now al- like a fucking alcoholic. But so, I, uh, sorry, it, it's just so crazy to. I just think, sure, you drink whiskey and then you smoke pot. Angel dust yeah. is like what insane bikers In do. San Diego. That's like, that was like a suburb back then, right? Yeah, I mean it's the ch- like a chill beach town, and it's like, like I was talking about like has anyone ever offered you peyote? No, and they have ever offered you angel dust? No, no. like we c- you could barely get pot when I was growing yeah. up. That was like you were so excited when someone's cousin came back from Hawaii <laughs> totally. or whatever. And it was almost like there was this. Pro- Remember Dare? Was that? Yeah. Did you have that then? Mm-hmm. So Dare was uh, what was it? Dare to keep your kids off drugs. Drug addicts really engaged. (laughs) (laughs) I know Mothers Against Drunk Driving. Basically in the 80s and early 90s, there was this like program to keep kids off drugs called Dare. I'm on drugs. Carolyn's on drugs. (laughs) And I, I was in that. I was like in the perfect, you know, in the epicenter of that. Thanks, Nancy Reagan. And yeah. It Where you had me, to pledge, right? Yeah. That you wouldn't do drugs. Yeah. And yeah. at the time I was like, when I was like in sixth grade, I was like, well, I'm never going to do angel dust, but I kind of want to try pot, <laughs> you know, but like I thought that would lead to angel dust. And when I found out like that my parents smoked pot and yeah. that like people I knew smoked pot, it was like, oh, everything's a lie. So I'm just going to do everything, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> wow. Like, just say something. Yeah. Like it, no one gets angel dust is my point. Exactly. It's a crazy, unless her father was some kind of like sure. dealer or a biker or like somebody that kind of lived in, the, in that fringe life. But a- yeah. when you do angel dust, you go insane and you have superhuman strength. And it sounds like something she would have made up because she didn't know. Yes. You know what I mean? It sounds like it. Yeah, it sounds like a very fakey, dumb combination. Yeah, like saying cocaine would have made more sense, but she probably didn't even like know to say that. Although, if we refer back to the classic film Friday, there is that part where Chris Tucker's pot is laced with angel dust and oh. he go- he ends up in the pigeon coop. <laughs> Remember? He's like freaking out. Yeah. I mean, it happens, Like, but, but, uh, but I also don't think you'd be able to shoot a gun very accurately if you were on angel dust. Also, why would someone put angel dust in pot? Like, you're just spending more money. Because they're trying to ruin your uh, Rolling Stones concert. <laughs> oh, sure. I don't know. Kitten is going crazy. Okay. Um, 
blah, blah, blah. Okay, so, so, so her parents had separated before this happened. And she lived with her father, Wallace Spencer, in virtual pro- poverty. And they slept on a single mattress in the living room floor. Together. Yep. Acquaintances later said that Spencer, that she expressed negative attitudes towards police and had talked about shooting one. Teachers described her as introverted. And she started hanging out with other troubled youth and became obsessed with Alice Cooper, Mm. which like, yeah, which actually he's like a crazy intellectual. It's like so hard to think about people like using him as an excuse. And he's like an incredible intellectual. And also, isn't he super into golf? Like when he doesn't have makeup on. Yeah. He's just like kind of an old dude with too long hair. And that was like performance art too. Like he wasn't even serious about it. Uh, Yeah, but I don't, when people try to say that, it's like too bad. You're making the money off of people taking it seriously. So you have to take it seriously because it's, I've seen Alice Cooper, like I grew up with Alice Cooper being on TV with blood in the corner of his mouth. Everyone took it seriously. There's nothing performance art about it. It's not like you're in a black box theater. Yeah, you can't be like, just kidding afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm really mad at Alice Cooper. I can tell. <laughs> Is that your father? I hate you, Dad. I hate you. I will go to the dance. <laughs> all right. So in December, which is the month before this all the shooting happened, um, a psychiat- a psychiatric evaluation um, was recommended for her, and they said that she should go to a mental hospital due to her depressed state. Uh oh. But her father refused to give permission. No one to go to rehab. I said no, no. Dad says it's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. Look at In me. In three fine. months, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. So is everybody else. Right. I love that song. But so yeah, I do too. For Christmas, so he said no. He wouldn't let her go to rehab. And then for Christmas, he gave her a Ruger, no, 10, a ten twenty two semi automatic. 22 caliber rifle sorry for everyone who fucking knows about guns that i just butchered that um with Wallace. a telescope sight and 500 rounds of ammunition no she had asked for a radio her father gave her that gun she asked for a radio <laughs> for her birthday and her dad who had just been told that she should go to psychiatric a mental care, hospital because she was depressed gave her a gun yeah. Well, he's a real piece of work. I mean, some people shouldn't have children, it turns out. Fuck. That's And she heavy. said later that uh, I felt like he wanted me to kill myself. She said. Also, 500 rounds? Yeah, that's a lot I of agree. Rounds. Yeah. In 2001, later, she accused her father of having drunkenly subjected her to beatings and sexual abuse. But he said the allegations were not true. I don't feel good about a single mattress on the floor in the living room. Uh, absolutely not. Um, spent, she was tried as an adult. She finally came out, with put her gun down, came out. She was tried as an adult, pled guilty to two counts of murder, and assault with a deadly weapon, sentenced to prison for 25 years to life. Um, and then in prison, she was diagnosed as an epileptic. Oh, I have that. I know. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wait. Uh-oh. And then... <laughs> and then... And she received medication while at uh, California Institute for Women in Chino. Mm-hmm. California, that's your neighborhood, right? No. <laughs> no. Great. Um, <laughs> but then later, here's the fucking kicker. During tests while she was in custody, it was discovered that she had an injury to the temporal lobe of her brain that's attributed right. to her accident on her bicycle. Oh. Fucking childhood head injury. Dude, send them back. Like we said, send them all back. If your kid hits his head. Oh, you know what? 
I just had a realization that all of the helmet bullshit that for right. years I've been like, this is dumb and yeah. these helicopter parents are crazy. What if what if they've just wiped out an entire generation of serial killers oh by God. by making sure children have helmets on all Absolutely. the time? Definitely. Dude. I bet you're right. That's heavy. That's so I heavy. mean, some will slip through just because it was sure. meant to be. Some don't even need a hand injury. They're just no, like, they're like shit to begin with. They're hell bent. Yeah. Their parents make it sure that they're fucking just terrible. That is a crazy fucking story. Head injury, just like so many serial killers out there. Yeah. Fuck. Man. All right. Um, at a hearing in 2001, she said that her father beat and sexually abused her. And she submitted a written statement in which she said that her father had begun fondling her when she was nine mm. and sexually assaulted her virtually every night. Oh, which is like, why, you know, why didn't you come out with that earlier? I, I don't want to doubt her, but it's like, that's a hard thing to, to talk about when you really did these horrible things. Also, so. she could have just maybe dissociated totally. so that it was this, she's in this world now where she's killing people. It's like everything yeah. is a cry for help. And maybe she was on Angel Dust. And like, maybe she didn't understand the, the connection between her father sexually abusing her and her wanting to die. And so... And kill other people. people. The yeah. rage that she felt. I didn't mean to victim blame. And I totally... If no, she, no, no, no. We're just, we're just talking about yeah. theories. And here's how you... Here's... So the father never admitted to any of this, but, but he was visiting her in a juvenile detention facility after her arrest. And he met a girl who resembled Brenda, but was younger. They went on to have a sexual relationship and he married her. Ew. So clearly he has a fetish for fucking underage girls. He does that not like it. Like his daughter. Yeah. He's not against it. Nope, that's like enough proof, I feel like. For me. Hell yeah. That it's true. Oh, that's yeah, insanely dark. In 2009, um, the parole board, board ruled that she would be denied parole um, and wouldn't be considered for 10 years, so she'll be eligible again in 2019. Okay. But in a 2001 statement, she acknowledged her possible role as the inspiration for later generations of angry kids saying she said quote with every school shooting i feel i'm partially responsible uh, what if they got the idea from what i did oh uh, and of course finally the song i don't like mondays written by bob geldof for his band boomtown rats was released later that year based on that song and i just want to go ahead and say that this is everyone listening this is our new karaoke song yes. i don't like mondays you know uh that song, I remember in high school finding out that that was about a school, sh a girl that did a school shooting, and it was just like the most fascinating thing. It to changes me. that song completely. I just assumed it was British, though, since Boomtown Rats and that guy, or yeah. is he? He's Irish. He's. Not I think from he's here. Irish. Is he? <laughs> he is not from here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I just assumed it all happened in the UK. Yeah, we'll safely say that. Yeah, no. So, but they were they were playing at the time. In San Diego, I think. When her trial was going on, they were playing in San Diego. Oh, wow. So they kept seeing headlines of her being the, I don't like Monday's girl. See, that super bums me out because, uh, and maybe this is just a bias because it's a female shooter. It's like, like a 16-year-old girl where yeah. I just I, I so understand the mindset no matter what. But then fact after fact on top of that is like, that girl did not have a chance. No. She didn't have a chance. No, she was going, I mean... 
It's and again one of those things of like don't kill people, just kill yourself. That's what we hope for. But she, I wish she had had, you know, clearly some people cared about her that they took her to a psychiatrist and that they they put her in like a, a school for or they put her in with counselors who who were there for troubled youth they tried yeah and her fucking shitty parents just wouldn't let her have that like what if he had said okay and she'd gone to this mental institution i know she would have been fine also it's so um i just would like to remind us all of the garbage truck part because i really like that part what about it like hell yeah they probably saved so many lives that day seriously and just kind of like blocking off the whole thing of like no this you're not doing this anymore like that's so badass it's brave and fucking it's just quick thinking and like sharp problem solving totally i like it um wow that's heavy yeah that's fucked up right so that's the uh cleveland elementary school shooting what's her name again brenda spencer brenda spencer honey honey and if you look at photos of her she's like this kind of like cute little squirrely nerd oh she's like a nerdy nerd Ugh. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Um, well, I, I took it back because of, uh... I kind of wanted to do this anyway, because when we talk about things, it's so funny that we fully do this podcast, love it, enjoy it, and yet bum ourselves out every week after we talk about our topics. So I was like, how about a little distance and we go back in history a little bit and we don't have to be so present day and so have to feel it so much. So I went all the way back to um, 1885. Oh, I have no feelings about that. (laughs) Who gives a fuck? No, I don't give a shit. Uh, Weird outfits and like high neck dresses and shit. Racism. All kinds of isms. (laughs) Uh, The nurse, uh, the deadly nurse Jane Toppin is Mm. my person. You may have heard of her. Um, Mm -hmm. She... She, it's okay to laugh at this because it's from the 1850s. That's right. Anything before 1900, you can laugh and laugh. Um, she was an Irish immigrant whose mother died of tuberculosis when she was very young and whose father, a tailor, uh, was a well-known alcoholic and eccentric who some say after her mother's death tried to sew his eyelids shut <gasps> because he was so insane with grief and alcoholism oh um what does that have to do with anything i mean it's just like this is this 
it's just painting the picture of where we're even starting with this girl who is a child when this happens. That is, it's some, some articles, um, say it happened. Some say it was a rumor and it was just basically everyone knew this dad was a nut. That's how fucking crazy everything was. He was super crazy. Yeah. It speaks more just to him and his reputation. Um, the crazy tailor up the street. So, uh, a few years later, uh, that dad drops off, um, her name at the time was Honor Kelly. And, uh, she's six years old and her sister is eight. And, um, the dad drops them off at the Boston Female Asylum, which is a girl's orphanage. Um, documents from the asylum note that the two girls were, quote, rescued from a very miserable home. So, yeah. So even if he wasn't crazy enough to do something as totally saw the saw movie series as so his own eyelids, uh, it was bad news. So uh, after two years at that orphanage, uh, Honora Kelly, if I'm saying her name right, um, was placed as an indentured servant in the home of Mrs. Ann C. Toppin of Lowell, Massachusetts. So she she was like eight or ten years old, eight years old. Can you imagine having a little servant? Eight, an eight-year-old indentured servant. Maybe like, can you go get me my fucking what, run my bath, eight-year-old? Or, or like, probably scrub the dishes and like lift shit. Yeah. I mean, like they didn't care. This was eighteen eighty-five. Oh, that's so sick. They didn't give a fuck. Yeah, kids. Ha- kids were just like little humans. Yeah, this is when they were like, get them in the factory because their little arms can go into the machines. Yeah, it was dark. This is also why I love Charles Dickens because all of his stories include all that like child labor shit from roughly around this time. Yeah, where it was like we wouldn't know if it weren't for like those stories or be like the last thing that would ever happen to most children these days, at least in America. Right. Um, uh, Yeah. uh, Kind of. Anyway, uh, so Honora was never officially adopted by the Toppins, um, but she took their surname uh, and eventually became known as Jane Toppin. Which is so weird that you're like, I'm not part of the family. I'm just your fucking servant. So I'm taking your last name. Yeah. I'm your lifelong child servant Jesus. Okay. Uh, living in your house. So in 1885, uh, she began training to be a nurse at Cambridge hospital. Um <laughs> Uh, so during her residency, she uh, used her patients as guinea pigs in experiments with morphine and atrophine. So she would basically go into uh, patients who are like on more on a morphine drip mm-hmm. and she would give them atrophine, which I'm pretty sure is like an upper. Oh, uh, so she would play back and forth mm. with sending them out and bringing them back over and over oh my God, just let them go to sleep yeah no she because she basically got sexual she got aroused sexually from seeing people be brought to the brink of death and then come back and then go back what the fuck does that have to do with sex well so i think this might be shedding a light on some fucked up shit that yeah, happened to her yeah. it, beforehand somewhere in the past i i if there's a book about her i will read it because choked. She <laughs> some shit happened. Yeah. Um, so she would do that to these patients and then get she because she kind of, you know, like wanted to see like how it affected them, mm-hmm. but also would get into bed with them and hold them um, as it was happening. She told 
police after her arrest that she got a sexual thrill from being near patients uh, when they were being next to patients when they were near death coming back to life and then dying wow. again. So she, this is by her own admission that, that wow. this got her off. Okay. Which is, you know, everybody's into something. Aren't they though? <laughs> uh, so she would get, she would administer the drug and then she'd get into bed with them and hold them close to her as they die. What? Uh-huh. Uh, and then this article says that this is rare for female serial killers they usually kill for material reasons. Um, Sexist. <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, or uh, l- that the, on average, yeah. it's not sexual satisfaction. That's, yeah. that's man's domain. Yeah. Um, which, you know, and so in a way I'm proud of Jane because she <laughs> yeah. broke that glass ceiling yeah. and did, and she got hers. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's wrong. Uh, so, she didn't get caught, I guess, because she was recommended for um, Massachusetts General Hospital in 1889, which this article says is prestigious. And um, there she killed a couple more people. Um, and and then, so she was actually killing people, uh, like, uh, like, because it sounds like she was bringing them back, but certain people she wasn't bringing uh, she back. Did, she would bring them back a couple times, but ultimately let them die, and oh. that's when that's what got her off. Oh, okay. So it was like she would play with it, and that would be like, you know... Um, Crazy. But I guess didn't get caught and kind of was able to cover it up. I read a thing about how she kind of messed with the charts. So everything was, you know, yeah. it was back then. It was just like, yeah, people die, yeah. whatever. And I think no one would, no one would suspect a woman. No one would suspect a nurse. Sure. You know. Um, so she goes to Mass General and then kills more people and then gets fired. So probably like someone was sharp and on it yeah. and a little bit like, eh, too many people have died. Yeah under your watch um so then she went back to cambridge but uh she got dismissed for prescribing opiates recklessly Mm. which is like how is a nurse prescribing anything but i guess that's how they did it back then she sounds fun she sounds like she parties and she forces other people to party sure to their death to death uh (laughs) just like a fraternity (laughs) um so then she of course what's her natural next step if she gets fired as a, a nurse at a hospital. Private nurse? Private nursing yeah. is exactly right, Georgia. Yeah. That's right, Mind girl. Of a killer right here. That's right. Uh, so she, <laughs> um, she flourished as a private nurse despite complaints of petty theft. <laughs> so, so Jane oh, couldn't honey. handle her shit. She had her hands everywhere. She had all they kinds were still of... Like, but she's a good nurse. But you know what? She gives me a bath real good. Yeah. So... Then, as a private nurse, that's when she really starts her poisoning spree. Wow. Um, in eighteen ninety-five, she killed her landlords, which is a great—I mean, fair solution. I, yeah. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. In eighteen ninety-nine, she killed her foster sister Elizabeth with strychnine, Aww. which is, I think, a very painful way to go. Yeah. It's no morphine atrophine no. ride. It's no nighty-night. It's it's no nighty-night. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in 1901, she moved in with a fam- uh, the Davis family uh, because the elderly patriarch was Alden Davis, um, and uh, his wife a- had died, and so she was there to take care of him in his old age. Well, it turns out she killed his wife. Uh, that's why she got the job. Holy shit. Uh-huh. Um, so within weeks... Uh, she had killed 
the the patriarch of the family, Alden Davis, and two of his daughters. Within weeks, honey, you're being so obvious. Honey, pace yourself, dude. Pace yourself. This is this is a marathon, not a sprint. Like one per family is what you get. I mean, you do know people catch on <laughs> right. to just like mass murdering an, an entire family. Yeah. Um. So after that happened, she moved back to her hometown and began courting her late foster sister Elizabeth's husband. So she's like took. I thought you said hoarding. <laughs> she was hoarding into she herself. Was hoarding, it was all over the house. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's shitty. She then kills his sister, oh, God. and then poisons him so she could earn his love by nursing him back to health. For fuck's sake! And uh, then she, when that didn't work, she poisoned herself out of to, to try to garner his sympathy. Actually, that's kind of smart. Uh, but it didn't work. Okay. Uh, and so he cast her out of the house, which is something people did in the late 1800s. She was cast out. Even though she was sick? <laughs> well, she got over it. Yeah. Because she probably gave herself the tiniest little yeah, yeah, bit yeah. of strychnine. Or... Snicky snack of strychnine. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a little bit on top of her biscuit. <laughs> so the rest of the Davises, who hadn't been terribly murdered in yeah. that house... Uh, ordered a toxicology exam on the youngest daughter that she that had died, and they found that she had been poisoned. Um, and so they put a police detail on good old Jane Toppin. And on October 26, 1901, she was arrested for murder. And by 1902, she confessed to 31 murders. Holy shit. Yeah, girl. And she's quoted, this is one of the reasons that I picked this story. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, it just it made me laugh. It kind of makes me like her. There's something about this that I'm I, that it, I'm being a little ridiculous to, because this the victim's family. It's like three generations later, so it's like right. We I, there's no guilt. No angry letter from a, a Davis. Yeah, how dare you? Um, so she was quoted. She told the cops that her ambition was to quote to have killed more people helpless people than any other man or woman who ever lived wow it's what she wanted and she tried her best what did she know like did she have a reason why like was she did she think she was helping hopeless people i don't think i think there's some angel of death nurse yeah. types that do think they're helping or like the doctor that i did peter uh, robert peter Wood pinkerton pinker Pink woodward <laughs> richard Word. Richard words, <laughs> yeah. Pink Richard word, yeah. Um, that guy, I think, was trying to convince himself it was like if yeah. they're a little bit older, take them out before they suffer. Yeah, but he was getting like early seventy year olds. Yeah, no, he. I mean, I guess I was saying he was probably rationalizing it to himself right. no, a little yeah, bit, know, yeah. but that couldn't have been the real reason. No. But um, this one, no, she. I think she just got literally got off like, on helpless people. And killing people and and taking advantage of helpless people, which is the creepiest. Damn, dude. I bet part. like there's got to be something like by the time you're six and you've lived in this fucking depraved, fucked up household world and then you move to a fucking school for girls in Boston. So it's, you know, probably real fucked up. Yeah. You just don't have any empathy anymore. I mean, hit yourself in the head with a swing at that point because you're done. D. Yep. 
um, her sister, her older sister stayed in the, in that orphanage, like a couple years longer than her. Mm -hmm. And then, basically eventually became a prostitute and died of alcoholism in the gutter. So, so she got the better of the two lives. She really, she went out and she made a life for herself. But I feel like, yeah, those, those, the Kelly family of the, of the Taylor, the famous crazy Taylor, uh, Kelly, they didn't have much of a chance. There was no. dark Angela's ashes style darkness. Don't date anyone ever. Like that's don't invite <laughs> anyone into your home. Easy for you to say you're married. He could be a fucking serial killer for all I know. <laughs> what if he was? He's not. He's totally not. He's not. I know. And if he is, what a great episode I've that'll be. I've had a great run. You've had a so great far. life. He gave You've me had everything. some great nightgowns. Up until the point that he murdered you, he has been so good to yeah. you. Yeah. If he murders me without me knowing that it's him that murdered me, then I'm, I die happy. Oh my God, you'll just go out in your sleep? Yeah. Like an axe in the back of your head? Sure. Listen, um, on June 23rd, 1902. <laughs> no, no, no. This is the end of it. Okay. Um, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Whoa. Uh, at the Barnstable County Courthouse, but she was committed for life in Taunton Insane Hospital. Yeah. And then she died August 17th, 1938. Whoa. So she lived in the mental hospital for quite Man. some time. What would you give to go fucking have a chit chat with her? Just be like, listen, Jane. Hi, I know that's not your real name. Jane. She's like, here, you want a sneaky snack? <laughs> no, thanks. No, I brought my home in the, zip in the Ziploc bag. Yeah. Just want to know what happened. Did your dad sew his eyes shut with leather shoelaces? I'm adding that oh part God. because it's so disgusting. He was a tailor, so I bet there were clean stitches. I bet I bet he did it real quick, and it was only like twelve bucks, <laughs> which is twenty four bucks in our in today's right. standards. In the post, uh, in that's terms crazy. Of what was her name? Her name's Jane Toppin. Fuck, dude. And I'm sure there's much more. Uh, there's much more to know about her. Yeah. I really do want to read like a full on book. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. I can't give you every, all of the, no, that's a good sum. How, I feel like there's lots more information to be had. I just don't have it. How pissed are the Toppins that she moved in with? They're like, we got to change our fucking name now. Cause this is our legacy. Well also, yeah. Too, you know what? Too bad. Then maybe don't hire eight year old indentured servants. Yeah. You actually, dicks. yeah, you're right. You get, you, you deserve all of it. You and more. deserve your bad. Name. Also, what if something happened to her in that? It, like, that's totally. where it kicked off. Like she was like, everything's terrible. Everything's terrible. Uh, okay. Now I'm yeah. this orphanage. Okay. Well, at least I have this job as an eight year old. And then th things really kick off at the Toppins house. It's like rape city or yeah. Or like dark. I mean, what who hires an eight-year-old indentured servant yeah you creep you old rich creeps yeah god damn it yeah everything is fucked <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i see that i don't know I don't you see the positive i see the light at the end of the tunnel <laughs> i guess you probably lived longer than anyone else did i also think of like what if you were laying in the hospital and you're like you feel terrible and then you're like oh yeah morphine drip yeah and then you're like whoa now i'm on speed <laughs> and you're like this hot nurse let's pretend she's hot this hot <laughs> nurse is laying next to me fuck yeah she actually isn't bad looking there's no. a really great picture of her on wikipedia and she's actually attractive looking but there is she got that kind of like she got the eyes where you're like, oh, you don't want to be in the bathroom with yeah. her at the same time. She's one of those people that you know she'd immediately start talking to you real close. Crazy eyes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can I borrow your mascara? No. <laughs> no, you can't. 
back at three steps back, Jane. Yeah, we're, we're not, not doing this. We're not best friends immediately. No. And oh that's not sanitary. That's crazy. That's a good one. I like I like uh, old ones. I do too. Sometimes it's a nice break. Yeah, we should do a couple. We should throw them in there because it's been real depressing lately. I know. Let's do, you know what? Hmm. Do you want to do next week a theme of like really, really old ones? Like yeah. weirdly from the 1500s or something? Oh, like oldie times? Yeah. yeah. Like weird old, like, did you ever see In the Name of the Rose with Sean Connery? No. It's a real good movie about, it's Sean Connery and Christian Slater, actually. What? Those two people don't belong together. I know. It works. Okay. They're monks and they they go to this creepy, I mean, I don't even know. It could be a much earlier year. I don't know anything. Mm-hmm. It's like the Dark Ages. And they go to this um, monastery or where priests are. Is it a monastery? That's okay. that's nuns. They go to where priests live because they're these priests keep dying in weird ways, mm-hmm. and they have to investigate. <gasps> Sean Connery, I think it's during the Spanish Inquisition, Ooh, whenever that was. I love all that shit. Uh, me too. And you like I, the first time I saw it, I was in high school, but I was like, this is fucking fascinating because it was like it was back when like murder was a little bit normal. Yeah, and you didn't live very long, so it wasn't like you took a ton out of their lives right but there have always been serial killers yeah let's do let's do let's say the 1500s and then do anything around there <laughs> okay like between four, 13 and 17 let's say the 1500s mm-hmm. then get within a 700 year mark of that <laughs> that's all good. the same it really is like when is time at um, the end of the day we do let's <laughs> should we do matt dwyer's hometown murder real yes quick? okay our friend Matt Dwyer, who we, Georgia and I, on one of our first excursions as friends, went to this guy, Matt Dwyer, who is a hilarious stand-up comic, yeah. improviser, performer from Chicago. We went to his album recording at, what's the name of that bar that he oh, did it at? Bar 107. It's closed now. Oh, yeah. It closed. Anyway, we were right there in the audience for his album uh, recording, and it that just recently was released. Do you know that? What's the name I'm of this album? I'm looking for it right now. It's something about Inside. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Let's see. Do, 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 dot, da, da, da. Oh, son of a bitch. Hold on. Should I try to find it? Yeah. Too? It'll be like a race. Okay. I'm looking at his text, so. Oh, I got it. Wait. The. <laughs> I'm still looking. Uh, I'm still Inside looking out. Shit. Yeah. (laughs) Inside looking out by Matt Dwyer. It's on vinyl and iTunes. And is he a special thing? Is that a special on a special special thing? thing? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's the label. Good guy. He has a podcast on Feral as well. All right. I haven't listened to this yet either. Okay. So this is his hometown murder story. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. It's okay. Ready? Mm -hmm. Hold on. Oops. So here's my hometown murder story. I grew up in a suburb of Chicago called Streamwood, Illinois, and uh, it was kind of, we didn't call it white trash at the time, we called it a lot of people hillbillies. It was kind of very working class and angry. And there was this girl who I didn't know, she was a few years older than me, um, but she was pretty and very popular, and she went missing and uh no one been you know in this kind of town not that kind of stuff happened and they couldn't find her for like a couple weeks and then i think eventually they found her 
in a like a field or a swamp, and um, he'd been murdered and raped, and they couldn't find the killer. And then slowly they realized that um, it was she was in the, uh, a, 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 her parents' child, and they had two adopted sons, uh, the Wright brothers, not the ones who flew the planes, obviously. But um, one of the brothers and his best friend uh, forced her out into this field, and they beat and raped her and killed her. And and they couldn't figure out if it was them for a while. I think they suspected it. But uh, And then uh, the other brother who didn't kill her, uh, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, he, he ratted them out because he mm. felt really horrible. Uh, the crazy thing is, uh, my eighth grade uh, summer, I had to go to summer school because I I didn't um, pay attention in school. And I we would take a bus from my hometown to Elgin, Illinois, to go to our summer school classes. And I only had to take one class, and so did he. And then we'd have to wait for the other classes to be over. And... Um, before we could take our bus back to our town. So me and the murderer brother would kind of, we would hang out and we kind of vaguely knew each other, but we had no other friends to hang out with. So we would just like walk around this weird park and uh, talk. And I remember like thinking, like he never made eye contact. He just, he had a, a creepy vibe. And the brother who ended up not the non-murderer brother, he ended up moving to the West Coast and changing his name. And I don't, um, but the, the parents appeal, they recently, I think, appealed the, um, the release of the two murders, one which was their adopted son. That's my murder story. I hope you enjoyed it. Holy shit. A fucking, a fucking... He was forced, kind of, to be friends with the murderer? Yeah, but it's crazy that the adopted son... Man, I bet you were bummed about that. That adoption is nuts totally nuts so wait before obviously before he they found out that he did it before he even did it okay i think but he was a creep here's just the thing i'm never having children well look there's a lot to be afraid of kittens that's are for not sure one of them <laughs> kittens are great uh that's so heavy yeah. like i would if i was mad i would think about that constantly yeah and the fact that he kind of knew there was something creepy about him like yeah. he wouldn't make eye contact right and that's kind hard. of a bad thing yeah i'm making eye contact with you so hard right now just so you know that i'm not a murderer that, that we're not <laughs> i my ex had a hard time keeping eye contact really uh-huh it used to bum me out but of course instead of being like oh i don't like this trait in a person i'm not going to con yeah. continue going out with him i just decided that that meant something bad about me <sighs> uh-huh ladies like he doesn't know like yeah, he. I'm. He can't look at me. I. I better lose weight, or I better oh, like, do this. Be more or that. interesting, so he'll want to talk. Oh yeah. It's crazy that you don't notice that trait or like certain traits until it's not there. Like you don't notice someone doesn't make eye contact until, or someone does or doesn't until they fucking don't hardcore and it's weird. Yeah. Like I don't notice that now. I can't stop making eye contact with you. It's like something I can't. <laughs> now we're just staring at each other. Um. Yeah. It's like not a thing you notice that it's a thing until it's happening. Right incorrectly i know and also that that is such a uh it's like a such a primal thing yeah. looking at into another person's eyes is like i can talk to you we are connected yeah, i see you and as a human being yeah 
it's like saying I don't want to be connected to you yeah. is how I took it. Or like I can't. Not even I don't want to. Like it's not even a thing that crosses my mind. Yeah, I can't. I I won't. Yeah, he didn't even know that he was supposed to be doing that. Probably. Did Oof. you ever bring it up? Uh, no, not not really. You just murdered him and then <sighs> moved on. If only. <laughs> <laughs> admission right there <laughs> the more we do this podcast the more i know that i'm absolutely the murderer for sure <laughs> that's my t- if i'm gonna land on any side what do you mean all. i mean because i have the childhood head injury seizures oh, yeah. fucking i you know it's you killed all those cats i kill all those cats i wet the bed to this day <laughs> all the things the, tri- the triangle trifecta, mm. whatever it's called. That's why I started this with you, is because I knew that. Just because you were going to pin me in and you called the cops? Yeah, this whole thing has been, this has never gone. This is all for the cops. <laughs> <laughs> they play back hours of us being like, anyway. Like, I don't even know. My cat, Elvis, my cat. <gasps> we're arrested for vocal fry. Fine, <laughs> I'll go down for it. I'm proud. It was all her. See? <laughs> See? See? Oh, Carrot. <laughs> Um, well, go to Feral Audio to listen to all our other. Well, there's so many. There's twenty. There's twenty po- um, of ours. Of I thought our episodes. I thought you were telling people to listen to other podcasts. Oh no! Don't fucking <laughs> fuck you! Don't listen to anything else. <laughs> Only listen to us yeah, forever, please. Um, there's we have twenty other episodes. This is uh, on Feral Audio and on iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe so we can beat out the competition. And you know what? Ultimately, stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Bye. Bye.